I don't Anyways, really. Right. Why didn't I, why didn't I get an invite? I live with the dude. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs>
Absolutely. I think everybody mm-hmm. was excited to see that guy see him win. I was for sure. Yeah. But especially Rocket Mortgage. He's a Rocket Mortgage Mortgage uh, advisor or uh, ambassador. Ambassador. Sorry. Uh-huh. He is. They were. They were probably farmers. And, and that's dude. Honestly, I think there's some correlation right. between him not being on commercials anymore and him actually playing better. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> We stopped cashing in check, and I feel like you really wanted to. <laughs> Dude, that should be a data golf, a data golf thing there. Strokes game commercial load. <laughs> so yeah, big shout out to Ricky. Um, you know, to continue on with what we're talking about here, though, we're gonna just kind of talk about a general stuff for a little bit of a breakdown. We're looking to. Um, I've got a few updates myself. Um, I got finally got all my irons and clubs in from my fitting four weeks ago so Let's i could go. chat we already chat we're already putting them to good bit. use too oh yeah oh yeah and i got some good news there um speaking of i played in a scramble yesterday which is the good news um so we could talk about that for a little bit and then let's do it let's, let's do um, it now let's, let's let's jump right into it all right you want to dive right in um, yeah you finished so, what yeah. 14 under in a three-man scramble yes yeah, so i played a uh, a three three amp. It's called a three amp scramble at uh, at Rawiga Golf Club in uh, in literally the bumfuck nowhere. It's in the middle of nowhere, uh, Ohio. Like most like um, most it's, it's Ohio both. golf courses. Yep, yep. But it's a it's actually kind of a diamond in the rough. Uh, it's a pretty nice course. Really fun to play. Very slopey for the area, which is weird because it's like surrounded by just cornfields that are totally flat. And then you get this golf course, which is like very up and down. So that was kind of cool. Um, very easy golf course. Uh, you know, even if we were just playing alone, I probably could have shot even or one under. Um, you know, I, I, we played last weekend in a little, in a little quote unquote practice round without even realizing it was a practice round um, at where we go with a couple of my buddies. And, um, you know, I was like, I would think I was even par solo. So it's not really a hard course, but, um, the scramble was really fun because, of course, you know, scrambles are always so much fun. You're trying to go yeah. low. You're, you know, you, you got a team every putt. Stuff. Right. Every putt you're reading like six times. I mean, it's just, you know, we're all guys of strategy and data and, you know, how you think about the game. So doing that for five hours and playing with a really good group as well as a, a good pairing just made it like one of the best days of golf I've had in a really long time. Um, so that was great. Uh, so yeah, I finished, we finished, my team finished 14 under, I was playing with, uh, with Jay McGarry, who is a buddy of mine who works at North coast down here in, uh, in, uh, Cleveland. And then a D one golfer at Cleveland state named Andrew K. He's a, uh, he's a really good guy and he played out of his mind as well. Um, so we were all on point. Um, and it was kind of funny. I, I called Jay last week on Wednesday, uh, trying to think about some strategy for what we could you know, what, what, we, what we could accomplish on sun, on Saturday in the three-man scramble. So we had a few different, like, angles of approach, right? Uh, we were like, we knew these holes would be tough, and we knew that these holes would be gettable. So as long as we, you know, balance those two out and come out of it positive, or I guess really negative, right, <laughs> then we should be okay. Um, so, yeah, we played lights out. We finished 14 under, tied for third. There were two guys tied at the top, so that's why we're tied for third. Uh, but you know, I I think it's weird how they do that because in my mind, it's we're tied for second place. But you know, I know it doesn't work that way. Um, but yeah, so we played really, really well. We uh, we so we we obviously got 
a pretty big purse from placing second in the tournament. Um, it was about like four hundred five bucks. And then we also happened to chip in for Eagle on 16, which was massive, absolutely huge. Um, we were just off off the green on the right side. Very, very tough hole. Um, probably the t- one of the tougher par fives out there, uh, if not the toughest. And uh, that ended up winning us a skin, which was 780 bucks. So in total, we won about 1185. Split winning three a, ways was like 395 a, or so. Winning a skin with an eagle on a par Huge. five in a scramble is mm-hmm. that, that that's a tough par five. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a uh, it's a blind tee shot into an immediate dog leg to the right. Um, so you can hit a driver, but your next shot is also blind. So you have two back to black back to back blind blind shots, and not only that. But the green is on the side of a hill, so the hill mm. comes down, and then the green is there, and then it's, it goes all the way down that way. Yeah. So you can kind of, if you you know, you hit a good shot like we did, we blew it so far right that it just it had to roll down the hill onto the green. But the alternative is you're on the left side, and you have like almost no attack angle. There's no shot of hitting the yeah. green from that left side. So your your then your third shot is also blind and a really tough shot. Um, so I think that's kind of what contributed to us winning the skin there. It's a really tough hole. Um, you know, it's still pretty short though. We only had, I mean, I had a four iron into the green, but yeah. you know, you got to roll up there get the distance cause you can't see the pin. You don't really have a line. There's no trees cause everything's kind of sloped down after the, the green as well. So you don't really have a line either. So, uh, yeah, that was huge. That was, a, that was absolutely massive. So big time, big time win there. And, uh, I can also speak a lot to the irons as well because um i we woke up it was a really long day we woke up super early in the morning our tea time was 10 30 um or yeah 10 30 so we woke up super early in the morning and went to a range so that i could try to you know hit my irons and see if i you know how i was feeling i didn't have any chance i got them on friday uh, but yeah, I you just got them regripped and yeah you right. you you virtually just had just gotten them like no I, I had pretty much yeah yep i hit like 11 shots or whatever with them uh <laughs> in the in the fitting right and then i had no time to actually hit them before the tournament so uh, we woke up i hit a bunch of balls with them i was absolutely striping them uh on the range isn't it, isn't like, it fun you know having golf clubs that fit you God, it's amazing, dude. I, I need to I need to talk about that in this in this <laughs> podcast here, but that's going to be a little bit of a long side tangent. So I'll keep going here, and then we can talk about it in a little bit because I got a lot to say about that um, actually. But to summarize this here, um, I hit so in the in the past seven years of golf, I have never hit more than one par three green in a round. Back to back. I know that for a fact because it's always been a problem of mine, approach shots into the green. Um, And, you know, I mean, I've talked about that on this podcast before. You know, the whole throttle thing has been a big deal for a while for me. So that's really just hitting greens, right? Um, So once I got these irons, I actually got out there and I hit three out of four greens in regulation. And the fourth one that I missed was just barely on the fringe. Um, So my point being, the accuracy is already right there. It's very obvious to see that these are massive improvement in my game. Um, I actually also almost had a hole in one of one of the par four, uh, par threes. I landed on the lip of the hole and it kicked it straight left oh. to like 50, to like 15 feet. Um, so look, one quick side tangent that I'll go on about that too is um, 
if that was my old irons, that ball hits the edge of the cup and it rolls 15, 20 yards over the green because there's no spin on it, right? I get yeah. no control. But because it was the new irons, it hit the edge of the cup and spun to 15 feet. And then I was able to make that birdie. So we got a birdie on that hole instead of me lasering a seven iron over the green somewhere, even though it was so close to a hole in one. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's multiple uh, points. And I think this is actually a good time maybe to segue into that whole, all the stuff that I wanted to talk about with regards to the new fitting. Um, there's so many points in my game where I noticed uh, – where I, I didn't really notice pockets uh, beforehand, right? Like reasons for why I was shooting 78 consistently, you know, um, which most people would be satisfied with a 78, but as a, a golfer who's really trying to improve, you know, you get to the you point just, where you you're just like, felt plateaued at 78. You didn't feel like you could get right. it better. Right, exactly. And I was really wondering why. I was like, my swing feels so good. I could do anything right now. If I If you wanted me to hit a cut into a green, I could do it. You know, but for some reason, it's just not holding the green. They're so hard to hit, you know. Um, so now that I got the new irons, now that I got the new driver, there's so many pockets that have been opened up uh, that I didn't realize I had before, but now have been plugged by the by the fitting that I got four weeks ago. Uh, so if one of those first pockets is distance off the tee. I am now hitting it a consistent 40 to 45 yards farther off the tee. Wow. I mean, it is absolutely wow. incredible how much better this driver is than the old driver, dude. It yeah. is unbelievable. Put the put the old driver back in. I don't want to be the shortest <laughs> in the group anymore. <laughs> so I had – we had – there were four par fours that were under 320 yards in this scramble. And I hit – I was greenside on all four of them, which wow. is just absolutely incredible. That's massive. Not only, not only that – so not only do you realize the distance in that, but you also realize the accuracy in that because it's one thing to have distance, but it's another thing to be able to control it. And I have never hit my driver straighter in my life. I mean, it is, I mean I'm almost speechless by how much this improvement is. I mean, the driver was the most significant improvement in my, in my bag for sure. The old driver would be, you know, 265, 280 rollout, right? But it would be, 15, 20 yards right or left every time. And you when just, I miss, you're at the mercy of the wind with your old driver too. Like you hit yeah. it so high and spinny that right? you just, yeah. I mean, you couldn't, control, you couldn't find a fair way to save your life. Just seriously. The virtue of your driver. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, and I'm standing there on the tee, like I absolutely smashed that. Why is it 30 yards? Right. You know? Um, so absolutely noticed the biggest improvement there. I could, you know, this driver has been treating me so well. I played Big Met today. Um, I've got a, I'm prepping for a tournament next weekend. And I mean, I just, I'm absolutely smashing this the, driver. Is that the um, Cleveland AM qualifier? Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. So, um, so one of the big pockets there was the distance off the tee and control off the tee. So that was a big one that I wanted to talk about because I mean, geez, if, you know, if, if some dude comes up to me tomorrow and he's like, dude, I'm, you know, I'm plateauing. I feel like I need a new driver. I'm saying go get fit tomorrow. Like I should have done this when I was in college. Absolutely. I mean, it was way, way overdue uh, for a golfer like me. So definitely noticed a huge improvement there. Um, and then with the only negative side of that is I am now hitting at 320. So there's a couple of shots where I'm like, you know, I might actually be able to reach that. You know, I laser a, a river that's 320 out and I go, okay, yeah. you know, 
Maybe that's this a, isn't a driver. That's a big <laughs> thing I notice when I get new clubs too. Is like I'm like, wait, hold up. Like I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta figure out these distances. Cause like mm-hmm, I'm like right. 18 at TPC, like it's 320 to the to the water, and I'd always hit driver because mm-hmm. it would it, it would do what you did, but like kind of it'd go out 250 and it just stall. It was like I was using limited right. flight range ball. It'd go 250 yep. and it just drop, and I wouldn't get any mm-hmm. roll or anything. And I thought it was just I was like, man, I'm losing distance, but no, it was just the club. And mm-hmm. but I would just hit driver on 18 because I knew I wasn't gonna be able to reach the water no matter what. Now it's like, well, maybe I should probably hit three wood too. Like right. it, it changes uh-huh. it changes how you look at it. How you look at a golf course and it, it takes a little bit oh, of time, absolutely. but it, it sounds like you, uh, it didn't take you much time at all. Mm-mm. No, it's definitely still, I mean, I'm still in the process of it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, first off the, the driver was the first thing that was in my bag. So I've played more rounds with it, which has yeah. been nice. So yeah. I am definitely farther along in the process of getting used to the new club. That's for sure. You know, it is still a pretty long process. Uh, I have noticed um, I get to the tee and I'm like, you know, that's 310 out. Oh, I'll just pull out a driver, you know, and then I catch myself before I hit the shot. And I'm like, okay, hold on. That could actually reach that trouble. Maybe I should hit a three wood, you know? Time so, out. I got to do some math. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, def- definitely noticed the biggest improvement there. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Wait, did we get a new three wood or more no? Distance. No, I left the three wood in my bag. You got you got um, the dented three wood, the trusty, trusty dent. <laughs> the trusty dent. <laughs> It's going to go next. It's going to go next. I just need Eventually. to split up the, yeah, the, the purchase. Purchases. I did have a three wood in my bag for a long time that I, I couldn't get rid of, but you know, I yeah. finally did this yeah. this season and it's been, mm-hmm. it's been great, but yeah, I miss, I miss my yeah. G25 every day it's <laughs> sitting in my closet right now. <laughs> just staring at you. Yeah. Every time yeah, I, I had a shirt on. I had a couple reasons for keeping the three wood. Um, you know, it is dented and everything, but it is also the newest club in my bag. It's a Titleist 915F, which I think is from like 2017, 2016. Yeah, so it was one of the, it's not as high spin as every other club in my bag. So that's the reason I kept it. And it would also be another like 500 bucks. So I, and it's it still, it's, it still bag. probably fits. It's, it probably still fits like in your bag distance wise. And it you still right. get the optimal launches and all that. So. Yeah. Um, I think when, when Scott Lady was doing my fitting, actually, I hit a few of the three woods and he had said that um, he was like, if you want a new three wood, uh, like my point, I'm going to boil this down to a smaller point of the, the, the improvement was minute versus, you know, driver improvement, right? Like the driver improvement is like, you know, man walking on the moon versus a man walking on earth. Like the difference is just yeah. unbelievable. Right. But between the three wood, you know, it wasn't really any difference. Um, it's like walking outside in the sunlight versus the rain. Like there's really no difference, you know, other than you might get a little wet sometimes. So, um, so I didn't really need a new three wood, um, necessarily, but it will be coming soon. So uh, I think it's something that could happen. Um, but it wasn't really necessary. Yeah. Um, so then diving into, I'll actually go into the wedges next because those were the new ones. That was that um, question before you go into the wedges. Mm-hmm. It's about go the wedges, but to, yeah. to, have you noticed the distance gain with the wedges? Like, do you feel like you're hitting good, your wedges farther now? Good call. Actually, surprisingly, no, but really? only, but let me explain though, because it is a little bit more complex than just saying no. I think the reason I didn't notice it, a, a, an increase in distance in the wedges is because one, my new wedges spin and my old wedges didn't spin, right? You feel like you're carrying so, it farther then. 
I, I do feel like I'm carrying it farther. Yeah, that's, for sure. that, that was yes. my question. Yeah, it's like, okay, like yep, you're carrying yep. it far. Like, obviously, it's going to spin that's back fair. A, like a ton more okay. because you have, mm-hmm. you have cruise. But, like, I knew when mm-hmm. I got new, whenever I get new, I just always feel like I'm hitting it, like, 10 yards further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. At least carrying it 10 yards further. But, you know, I mean, on top of that, yes, I have been noticing a, a little bit of a distance improvement. Like, before, my 56 would go, you know, like, 110, and now it goes about 120 with a good shot. But um, what I will say to that, uh, what I will say to that is, it's also given me way more control. Weirdly enough, um, I don't know if that's from just the fact that it's a new club and like, you know, the contact is just better. But if I wanted to hit it 100 yards with a 56, I could. You know, beforehand it would be so hard to do so. So I think that it's a little bit of a combination between it's a new club and it, you know the contact is better. But I also think that's a combination of, the, of controlling the spin. Did you did you change um, bounces and grinds at all, or no? No, I actually left all that the same. You just, uh, I you liked just it. got new, I liked the new it. version. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, maybe that was it's a, a, got to be a confidence thing then. You're like new yeah, clubs, maybe maybe new new yeah. clubs. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I won't lie, the contact is so much better. I mean, I had yeah. SM4s beforehand. These are SM9s. <laughs> so ancient. They're ancient. They're from 2011. I mean, I, they were the first like new club in my bag all the way back in that day, right? And and um, I will say, there's there's probably some consistency in the um, technology in, for sure in, in the grooves too. Like mm-hmm. you're getting consistent spin off the face too, which makes it yeah easier to control. Right. So. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, good question though. I've definitely noticed a little bit of a of a distance increase, but. On top of it, I also got the control increase as well. So it kind of balanced itself out, right? Um, you know, like similar to the driver, I do have to change my mindset a little bit. But a perfect example is I played uh, Big Met today. And I on the very last hole, I had 102 yards into the into the green. And I pulled out my 56. And I was like, I want to hit this 110 and have it spin back a little bit. And I did exactly that. I hit it 110, spun it back just a little bit above the pin a little bit, but at the same time, I did exactly what I wanted to do. So wasn't complaining. Um, so diving into the wedges, not, not much to say about the wedges other than the fact that, you know, the spin is so nice. I absolutely missed it. Um, it it's on the grass, probably changed. amazing now too. Yep. That was what I was going to dive into is, is on the chipping side. Um, it's just incredible. Like I had a, I had a little bit of a pitch from off the front of the green on one of the holes today at big met and, you know, I was, I'm now able to do that, hit that one, two, three stopper, you know, or like one, two, skip and stop kind of of shot instead of, you know, pulling out a 56 or even a 60 and trying to like lob it all the way there and get it to stop because I get no spin. So my chipping game has taken a little bit of getting used to, but the improvement is unbelievable there as well. Um, you know, just because it opens up the doors for so many different types of shots that I wasn't able to hit beforehand uh, just because of the lack of control. So um, really, really cool improvement there as well. Um, I mean, it's awesome. I've been getting a little bit more creative on my shots as well, which has been fun. So, you know, perfect example is like that 18th hole or ninth hole today, sorry. Um, you know, being able to fly it beyond a pin and get it to spin back controllably is just changed the game for me instead of trying to fly at the distance and get it yeah. to stop. Um, I don't know if I talked about this in the past, but I should mention the reason why I keep mentioning flying it to the hole is because I would always take my 60 beforehand because in order to get the ball to stop on the green, I got no spin, right? So in order to get the ball to stop on the green, I had to hit it high, kind of like a, 
you know, if I'm 60 yards out, I had to hit a 60 yard flop shot. Right. Which is just, everybody knows it's so low percentage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that improvement, was huge as well. So that was really cool. Um, now diving into the last thing, the irons, um, obviously they're, they're much less, less spinning, uh, which is pretty nice. So they're, the ball flight is easier to control as well. But I think the biggest thing on the irons has been the contact. So, these irons because they're more fit to my swing the beauty of the way that scott Galady does things is he fits the clubs to your swing versus you changing your swing to the clubs um so i've been swinging exactly like i swung beforehand but i've been absolutely striping them i'm hitting them in the dead center of the club face every time um probably a little bit of the of, of it is the confidence right you know the new clubs you feel good with them but also they just fit my game so well yeah. that I'm, I'm able to control whatever I need to. Right. So and that's probably couple... also due to the shaft as well. Right. Like yeah. you're, the kick mm-hmm. points and all the scientific stuff, like the clubs in the right spot when you're coming through the ball and you can. Right. Feel that's, it. Yeah. That's a good point. They're not, they're not really wet noodles anymore. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not hitting you're not your shots. senior, you're not hitting your senior <laughs> flicks. <laughs> right. So um, I will say that, uh, the last thing I'll say about the irons, because I haven't used them a ton, but the last thing I'll say about the irons, which I've noticed already, is um, the shot shape control, right? Which is huge for irons. So if I've got a, a right pin placement, you know, and I'm, let's just say I'm in the center of the fairway and I've got a pin on the right side of the green. Normally, with my old irons, I would have to try to hit some high draw into there over the bunkers on the right. But now I'm able to actually hit that, you know, low, medium, high cut into the or or fade into that that pin placement um which has just opened up so many doors for you know my confidence as well on the irons because it just you know instead of looking at that left pin or that right pin placement and going well shit now i gotta hit this high draw you know and i don't know if it's gonna hold the green and blah blah i can take it over the fat side of the green you know and allow myself to to fade it in there if it fades it fades if it doesn't i'm either you know on the green left or i'm you know just short you know, and I've got some easy chip with a bunch of green to work with, right? You're not trying to hit it the perfect distance over the bunker, like exactly. You're, you know, you're but playing, also you're playing the higher percentage shot, right? Exactly. And my miss, my miss for the last you know two days of playing with these irons have been so much better. I'm putting myself yeah. in great spots. You know, like my chips have been the easiest thing in the world. You know, and then and on top of it, I got the wedges to help me out too. So not only am I giving myself more green to work with on my, my bad approach shots, but I'm also allowing myself to, you know, hit some newer, newer shots into greens too, which, you know, opens up, opens up so many doors. So this man's um, geeking. Yeah, dude. I've honestly, <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm feeling great. I've, I've yeah, I'm really right excited. <laughs> it really is. Um, well. So that was a good little summary there of, of some of the new clubs, um, which has been fun because then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I also, you know, to your scramble point, I also played in a scramble. Now it wasn't an amateur. It wasn't like a type of that scramble. It was a company outing. However, I mean, we, we didn't play the tips or anything. We probably played like 6,200 yards. It was short, you know, par four, par fives were like 450, 480. You know, they were nice and short par fives, but like, Dude, I was striping the ball on that. Mm-hmm. I had, I was hitting my wedges so well. Like I, I think I, I went in and out 
from like 98 yards. I almost hold it from 105 like multiple times using the mulligans. Jeez. Like it was <laughs> oh dude, I was I was hitting the ball so well. I think we 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 won at like I think 17 or 18 under. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I probably I probably had like six six or seven solo birdies. That's nice. Like okay. I was I was vibing. Putter has been hot since then. Like Beautiful. I played to that point. I just recently got Arcos, the golf sensors, the tracking app. Um, mm-hmm. And that was one of my goals. I think we're, we'll talk about that a little, little bit, you know, probably after this. But mm-hmm. um, one of my goals was tracking my rounds, you know, trying to get more dive deeper into the stats, trying to figure out where the holes are in my game. And, and one of them, you know, well, for putting, I had a round, I played 12 holes, just whatever I could fit in that day. On Thursday, I was plus four strokes gained putting. <laughs> incredible dude. To, a three, to a plus three handicap i was making i mean like my putting has just been so good i've been making everything i look at i've been so aggressive just like the the lines are like i'm just seeing everything just like presented on a cake platter um mm-hmm. which is like awesome and i don't want it to leave ever um <laughs> but one thing to the tracking rounds never would have guessed this i'm minus two strokes gain approach mm-hmm. um and that's something I didn't realize I had to work on. I knew my wedges weren't as strong as they could have been. Um, and that's partly why my stroke team approach isn't as good is mostly the wedges, but still like, you know, from 150 yards out, you know, I'm still losing 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 strokes gain, you know, or strokes, which is something I never would have seen. And I think that's huge. And I can't stress enough how awesome Arcos is with that. Um mm-hmm. Hey, I'll Hitting. jump in really quick, really yeah. quick. Sorry. Uh, quick question about the Arcos stuff. So is the main goal of, of Arcos to identify these pockets in your game, or is it really just to track your shots so you have a better understanding of your stats? Does that make sense? It's it's a little bit of both. It's what you want to use it for. Um, okay. For me, I want to use it to improve my game. And that's that's kind of its like primary purpose, so to speak. It's like, hey – Use this to get better at golf and understand okay. like where you're, where you're, where you can get better. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I mean, it gives you the basic, it, it gives you the basic stats too. Like, Hey, um, you know, you hit this many fairways, this many greens, you hit this many putts, putts per green, putts for green regulation. Like it gives you like a wide breadth of all the different stats you want. Um, okay. But I think the huge thing is like after each round, it'll give you your round insights. It'll give you your top three things that you did really well that round. And it'll give you top three things that hurt you the most. Mm, and that's nice. So okay. consistently in the past couple of rounds I've used it on it, it, it says like, you know, your, your approach game from the fairway in a hundred to 150 yards. Like that's really hurting you. And, and mm-hmm. like it's, and from the eye and from my eye, it's like, well, I'm hitting greens from that distance, but you know, I'm still 30 to 50 feet away from the hole, which is not mm-hmm. like that dif- difference between like 15 to 25 or 30 to 30 to 50 or plus. Like it's, it's not, no- it's, it's very like, it's not noticeable from the eye test. Right. Right. So having that and just seeing like, Oh, like if I want to get to that plus two plus three handicap, like I'd really have to focus on, on that stuff. Mm-hmm. which I never would have guessed. I would have just kept going back to the range and trying to hit wedge distances. 
So yeah, that is that is actually really nice. I didn't realize that Arcos would be that good at identifying those those pockets in your game. Not only that, but it also gives you an immediate summary instead of you having to figure it out for yourself. You know, yeah. so it kind of gets rid of that middleman of taking stats while you're on the course. Mm-hmm. And strokes gained is is the the math of strokes gained is really easy, but doing stroke gained on your own is really yeah. hard. Because yep. you have to compare it to other players. It's not you comparing to a course. It's you comparing to other players, and that's where it gets really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Good having call. that having that information right away and not having to spend 30 minutes plugging in data and all that into, like, mm-hmm. an Excel sheet is is awesome. It's it's yeah. well worth the purchase. Yeah, and it seems like you've already been able to identify a, a spot that you can improve on already. You yeah. know, and, uh, I don't know when you got it, but... It sounds like you haven't played too many rounds with it. Oh, you know, like so only far. three. Yeah. Okay. Right. So in just three rounds, you've already been able to be like, "Oh, wow, that's something I didn't realize I needed to improve." You know. Hmm. Um. And also, it validated my monstrous drives, <laughs> not distance-wise. Just like I'm going to be in the oh, fairway off the tee on every hole. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, just good to see that, that is- validation. That yeah, that's good. Don't miss fairways. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, you know, uh, so let's let's I'm, I'm happy to jump right into the our you know, kind of our season goals. We'll do a little midseason recap, you know, just see where we are. Um, and in yeah, terms of my golf goals, point. working on 100 yards and in is one of is my number one goal. And I have mm-hmm. been working on it more on the range. I've been uh, taking the track man out to the range and just trying to hit random numbers from inside of 100 yards constantly. Um I think that's probably the best way to do it is not trying to hit the same number and over, over and over again, but, you know, mixing it up, seeing offline, seeing, you know, turning it into a game. Right. Um, and then my next one's getting to 170 mile per hour ball speed. That one's a little bit more complicated. I um, have been trying. I'm, I think I'm at 160 now, which is, which is nothing okay. to scoff at. You know, I, I, I'm happy with that it's not much of a change. It's only like two or three, maybe four miles per hour faster than I was last season. Um, I just need to get back in the gym. Granted the knee thing didn't really help with that. Um, I was about but, to say, yeah, you shouldn't, that one, um, that's a good goal that, that you can keep for sure, but don't get too distraught by not hitting exactly. that yet. Just simply because you, yeah, you know, you have your, your old thing. I had so. my setbacks. Yeah. Um, right. And then my yeah. other one, my other golf goal is, tracking my rounds. So obviously we just talked about that. Um, I have, mm-hmm. I now have Arcos, which is going to make this goal kind of mute at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but no, I mean, um, that, that's a, that's a, yeah, I mean, you executed the goal, right? You, I executed you the goal. Your goal. I did. I yeah, did. And goal's goal. I mean, um, yeah, no matter how you do it, whether you're, you're doing it by hand or using a tool in order to do it, I think that's still, that's still yeah. an achievement there. Goals, goals don't have to be hard. They just have to be attainable. Um, and then the other, the, you know, a couple, a couple life goals that I have, I think these are, these are fun ones, um, is, uh, getting to sub 200 pounds. I'm actually working on staying at sub 190 now and we're only halfway through oh, the year. So let's go. Good for let's you. Oh yeah. We're, you know, we're oh, at yeah. the point we're smarter, happy, healthier Mac this year um dude that's great good yeah, for you man um i know i'm looking good i'm looking trim the, the, dude, the core's trim, starting man. to pop through you gotta be you, gotta, you you can't you can't start looking that good bro i don't want too much competition <laughs> <laughs> uh, um and that's this good shit. so this is this next goal is 
this one was lofty and it never in a million years would have thought that I would have completed it at all was read three books this year. Oh, Mac, okay. Mac Belovich may have just found a new love for reading. Um, just went, Dude, you know, I just I, got back. I'm a big fan of reading too. I, I, I hated it. I haven't finished a book in probably 15, 15 years. So <laughs> I've probably like fit since uh-huh. like fifth grade or in fifth grade, the last book I finished outside of school Granted, I probably never really finished a book inside of school either, but uh, was Band of Brothers. I read Band of Brothers in like fifth grade, loved it, never read another nice. book since then. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I just got back from that church mission trip in Costa Rica and I didn't really have service or anything. So I was like, I guess I'll just read. And I was reading a book called uh, The Glass Castle and it was amazing. And I finished it. Loved oh, it. Oh, yeah, um, dude. Did you like it? I loved it. That book was so good. Really? Okay. Yeah, did okay. you read it? I, that's on my reading list. No, no I haven't dude, read it yet. Don't say anything. No, no, no. Absolutely. Pick that's it up it. as soon as you can. It's okay. such a good book. Okay. And this is coming okay. from somebody it's who doesn't list. like reading at all. Yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. Okay. Absolutely. Um, it, I, I couldn't put it down. And so now I'm on, uh, what is it? Edu- educated, which is kind of similar. It's kind of a memoir. It's, it's you know, about uh, doomsday prepper Mormon people. Um, and then, oh, cool. Okay. So... You know that's that's book number two. We're we're getting through that one. Hopefully, you know I got plenty of time to get through a couple more books this year. Um, mm-hmm. Can't wait to get back to that at the end of the end of the season. See where we are. Um, mm-hmm. And then so the the, the next two are uh, doing more yoga. Um, actually, this one I am not. I'm I'm utterly failing on. Um, I have done <laughs> it's fair. the same, if not like less, that. yoga per week than I have you know, leading up okay. to the season. Um, need to get back on top of that. Absolutely. Um, That's good to know. Partly, you know, partly the knee problem is going to keep coming up, but yeah, you know, the, the, the yoga also helps with that. So, and Absolutely. then the last one is smarter diet. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm working better, you know, I'm doing a little bit better obviously with the weight and all that. So I, I would say that's, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're on the road to improvement with that one. But yeah, so nice. overall, you know, I'm I'm doing pretty well with my goals. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, mm-hmm. The handicap has more or less stayed the same. We got a, you know, the the game is kind of stagnant a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. I can't blame it too much on anything. I haven't been playing as much as I usually do, but yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy okay. where I am right now. How about how are you? Nice. Folks? How are we doing this year? Yeah. So obviously, you know, we had our all of our season goals stated in one of our very first podcasts here. So I'm going to be referencing back to those. Um, I will actually relate to you though, on the health side of things. Um, and I want to give you some high praise for the things that you've accomplished um, because I can relate to that as somebody who was very, very skinny beforehand. I weighed like 130, I think when I moved in uh, to downtown Cleveland and it's been about eight months and I've gotten all the way up to 150 pounds, which was my goal. Uh, that I set for myself almost, almost four and a half years ago. So finally hit that goal after a really, really long time. So, and it's muscle uh, too, bro. I've, I've noticed you're getting a little, yeah, a little juicier. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's, it's a little, a little, it's a little crazy now. Is it all natural? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm taking TK, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It is all natural. It was, in the butt. Absolute, <laughs> it was an absolute fucking journey to be totally honest um the amount of times i've been eating food and wanting to just yak my brains out is not uh not something i'm proud of but you know something you gotta you gotta do in order to gain weight so um 
So now diving into the the goals that I referenced in the first pod, I just want to give you some some praise there and relate to you there. But um, so I'll combine two of these. My first two goals that I had mentioned in the first pod we had was analyze my stats and get get better at just keeping stats in general, but also keep my handicap. Um, and the reason I'm combining them is because I've started doing hole by hole score entry uh, for my handicap, which actually gives you a stats breakdown when you enter it. Um, so not only am I trying to do a, a better job at like keeping my uh, the stats that I understand, I would say, when I'm on the course, right? So like up and downs, fairway and rag, that kind of stuff. But also I'm using the handicap um, in order to get a better understanding of the overall general kind of averages and those kind of things for all the rounds that I've played, which is really cool. So um, got to... Uh, you know, keep working on that and, you know, keep improving that. I'm still not amazing at it, right? I'm, you know, I played today and I didn't keep my stats. So there's definitely some still improvement that I can have there, but definitely way more stats than I've taken while I was in college and everything in the past year. So good, good, um, good progress on those. Um, my next goal was play some local amateur tournaments. Um, now, I've only played one this summer, technically. That was an individual event. Um, and then an am in a tournament that was the Zor uh, Memorial Championship that I played in uh, a couple months ago. Uh, but I do have two. Can imagine new... how much better that round could have gone with your hand clubs. <laughs> Dude, seriously, it's night and day. I would have driven a couple of greens out there too. It would have been crazy. <laughs> but um, so uh, I, I definitely think that, you know, this is going to be an ongoing goal for a while just because this is something I want to do for the, you know, years coming. But I have to, you know, it's always very important to notice where you currently are. Um, and I think, you know, playing in that Zora Memorial Championship was huge. Uh, just get back in tournament play and understand what it's like to play in tournaments post-grad. Because um, things do change. You know, the reason I didn't play well in that Zora tournament was because I was carding and all this. So uh, get back into that. And then on top of it, I've also played a few team events since then as well. I played in the Shamble and the 3M Scramble. So I played in those two. And then actually this month, I have two more individual tournaments that are Cleveland AM qualifiers um, like I had mentioned, the Big Met uh, tournament that I have this weekend coming up, and then I have the Seneca Course Championship uh, two weeks from now. So doing really well there, and I'm going to try to keep that up. Um, so let's see how – we'll see how that goes, but that's going to be top of my mind as well. Um, and then my next goal was continue to travel. Um, I have a, an awesome trip coming up in August um, for the Northern Michigan trip with the – uh, college golfers that I, that I went to school with. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, in the past, you know, up to, up until this point, I guess, between the first podcast that we did now, I can't say that I've had a ton of chances to travel. But I also think I left that one vague because it can be, you know, very, you could look at it in just a northeastern Ohio sense of, you know, try out new courses in the area. And you could also look at it as travel to really cool courses in the, in America or, you know, overseas. Hmm. Um, just so broaden your I'm, horizons. Right, exactly. Um, and I think I've done a really good job so far, at least at traveling in the north, northeastern Ohio area and just getting a better understanding of geography and where some of these courses are around me that are really uh, cool and fun golf to play. Um, and I've done a great job of that. And then, you know, the travel will come also as I get older. So not too worried about that. Um, so good progress there as well. The um, next goal that I had was get new clubs. Obviously I've talked way too much about that. So everybody knows that could be just checked off. Um, the next one was feel the energy of playing well again. Um, 
You know, we all have Sounds goals like that. Yeah, right. Well, you know, to be totally honest, I don't think I'm quite there yet. To be, to be really? from my perspective, no, I don't. Um, I think I'm getting closer, and I'm, I'm fairly. You're close. excited. You're excited that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and playing. Right. Well, exactly. Especially with the yes. New clubs. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that's a great. You don't way have to that. It. You don't have the energy of playing well yet, but you know it's right. There. Yeah, and I know that it's it's much much more attainable now than you know it's it's way more attainable now than it ever has been. So, um, you know, I would say like um, if you think of it like a loading bar, I'm like seventy five percent of the way there. Yeah. I'd say, um, but you know, now I need to go out and actually execute. So I think that's the last step is just go out there, let's play some good golf, and um, let's you know see the results. You know, and I I w- you could also say a little bit of like the 3M scramble was a little bit of a, you know, feel the good energy, but it's a scramble. So I mostly meant that in the terms of individual golf. So, um, and then the last thing that I wanted to mention here is focus on making more birdies. Um, you know, after watching so much of my golf that I've had, blah, blah, I've noticed that bogeys aren't bad are, are bad and I can, I can combat them. So, uh, I've definitely noticed this, um, already with the new clubs. And I think this is going to be similar to uh, the last goal that I had mentioned where I kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, I've been improving a lot in my game strategy, right? So when I'm on the course, how can I make this birdie or give myself a better chance at making a birdie? Um, But I can't say that my execution has been great up to this point. You know, there's plenty of things I could blame for that, but I think the biggest one is, um, just the, the new clubs, right? I mean, now that I got these these clubs and they can be a catalyst for me to get some more birdies out there on the course, I'm getting I'm getting much closer to executing that goal. And uh, really curious to see how I play this this upcoming week because I think this is going to be a good opportunity to do that. So I can yeah. maybe check off those two goals uh, next week. So Sweet. that was a little overall, summary from yeah. me. Overall, how are we feeling? How yeah. are we feeling over- towards our goals? It sounds like you're pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I would say, um, I would say a nice summary is I've done some really, really good progress, but it's no time to get complacent. I think that's the Love best that. way to say it. You're right. On, you're um, on, you're on the right road. You're on the right path. Exactly. Yep. Please. I've been on the right path. That's how I feel. I'm going yep. the right direction. Yeah, exactly. I'm going the right direction, but you know, if I give up now, then there's plenty of goals that I will never achieve. So, you know, there's no yep. point in stopping. Right. Absolutely. And, and as my roommate, Jack, he said this year is the year of the kangaroo. It's progression, never oh. regression. Kangaroos can't, they can't exactly. hop backwards. So <laughs> I like that, dude. That's actually kind of good. good one. That's great. That's good one. Um, that is good but one. anyways, uh, so, you know, looking forward, um, I, I'm excited. I have the U.S. Mid-Am qualifier at Detroit Golf Club. Shout out the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Um, I was, doing my, yeah, taking dude, my, I was awesome. taking my notes this weekend, doing my course notes. Yeah, right, while you're watching. <laughs> while you're watching. how they play it. Seeing, seeing, why I, seeing why I can't play well there. Um, no, yeah, I've, right. I've always it's – like, it's like one of the few Donald Ross courses that I've actually played well at is Detroit, is DGC. Okay. Course. So um, nice. I'm excited for that. I, I mean, I, I think I have to shoot about a 60s – probably – I'm going to go with 66 is the number. Um, oh, an 800. Wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, damn good. Or, sorry, six under. I, I probably right around six under will definitely get me in. Um, okay. Uh, it's it's definitely doable out there, and where my game's at, I just gotta tighten up a few screws. Um, hopefully have B Fultz on the bag. That'll that'll 
that'll give me a couple shots there too. Um, that is gonna be awesome. And then yeah, the guys trip, uh, Worcester Worcester alum, Worcester golf alum trip. That I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get Kingsley on the schedule. That's that's the huge one. I'm we're working on yeah. it as we speak. I got our uh, I got the TPC head pro on it right now. Um, but oh, we got yeah. some awesome courses. Maybe maybe go catch the um, Hickory Ryder Cup at Belmont. Yeah, that'll be yeah. That'll be sweet. That'll be sweet. <laughs> I didn't and even think about that. That's awesome. Just just having a good time. I'm. Uh, yeah, it's it's been on my mind for a while. So, how Very about nice. you? Any, any yeah, besides Cleveland Am coming up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I think the Cleveland Am is kind of something that you know is more far fetched now, just because I haven't qualified for it yet. Obviously, a couple of mine overlap with yours. Like, I'm really looking forward to to caddying with you. That's going to be some awesome experience that we could actually talk about on the pod here. And then also, of course, the Northern Michigan trip is going to be sweet, too. We can talk about that here as well. But um, I would say looking forward for me in terms of golf is just, you know, these two qualifiers that I got coming up here. You know, I've talked about them already, the Big Met Seneca Course Championships. Um, and I think I'm going to I'm going to try to sprinkle in some other tournaments in there as well where I can. But um, uh, those are definitely the two biggest things. And I'm, I'm really hoping that I get some um, some good progression not only on my goal side but also some good content for the podcast as well um from how you know these tournaments work i actually had a little bit of an eye-opening experience today i played with a guy uh his name is matt cone and he's playing this weekend in the big course championship but he he's never played in a northeastern ohio uh tournament ever right like one of these uh smaller events here and uh he was lighting me up with questions the entire round he was like you know what time should i get there and like you know, where do I hit balls beforehand? And, you know, what do I have to do when I'm arriving? You know, um, which is something that as a college golfer, I never really thought about. Right. You like just kind of know you show up, you check in. You just, you hit yeah. Balls you just you, you just right? know yeah. that you should get to your tee time 45 minutes early. You know, you just know that there's going to be a score table somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, so it's like, oh, think, show up. that's the biggest thing. This is the thing that pisses me off so much, especially like with my dad, who I play with all, all the time. Show up mm-hmm. to your tee time. Show up to the tee box five minutes early. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> please. Uh-huh. Four starters will hate you if you show up right when you're supposed to tee off. Yeah, it's not a it's yeah, it's not like a meeting that starts at, at eleven thirty. It's yeah, you gotta get there a little bit early. Um yeah, good call. But I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, getting some more, you know, post grad uh tournament experience and hopefully being able to um you know, now that I had that eye opening experience, hoping to be able to translate some of that, ex- that, you know, in-person experience on my side and do some usable knowledge for this podcast um, going forward. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. Hopefully we'll have some really cool, um, some really cool pods on, you know, performance, the statistics from that, some, you know, even more updates on the club side of things, you know, and then as well as maybe we'll have a little breakdown for, you know, brand new golfers to the tournament world and how you're supposed to do it. So I think, yeah, um, I, I would definitely look forward to that. Um, Cause yeah. I think that's a, that's a big thing is like taking casual golf into the, you know, the competitive world. Of, of yep. I think it's a great way to test your game. It makes, it's just another thing of like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to play golf, which is great. Go play casual golf all you want. But I think there's, there's something to be said about playing competitive golf, even if you're not a pro or, you don't yeah. think you're a good golfer go find some handicap tournaments like it's so much more fun um and it it you know i'm granted i'm i'm a competitive guy so i love to mm-hmm. 
you know, I love to go up against people. I love to test, you know, test my own skill. But I think mm-hmm. it just adds another layer to the, the world of golf. That Absolutely. Like, by a lot of golfers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy that I played with today, his whole re- – I was like, well, why are you looking at this tournament now? And he was like, look, Big Med is a course that I love. It's no extra money in order to play for two days. So you would have – if you played the two days anyway, it would have cost him the exact same amount of money in order yep. to enter the tournament. And he was like, he's a competitive guy. He loves golf. And he just wants to go have some fun and see how he can do, you know. And I think there's a lot of people out there that might just not know enough or uh, have access to enough in order to, you know, dive in head first as somebody who's never done it before. So, yep, definitely look forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Um, thank you. Shout out to Matt Cohn there for that uh, that eye opening experience for my part. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks kind for listening like, to our, our our chalk talk. Yeah, yeah, chalk baby. talk episode one. Just a little <laughs> recap of the of the season so far. I mean, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed. You know, this is something I look forward to. Just like kind of sitting down and just talking about golf. I mean, no, no oh, yeah. outline, no nothing. We just turned mm-hmm. on the turned on the mics and just started talking golf, which is mm-hmm. always something that's I good was, for some good content and all that. So yeah. Well, not only that, but that was also a good uh, a good idea to do a little bit of a, a catch up and summary on where we're at with our game and our goals. I love that because, uh, you know, I, I picture this as the interim or sorry, not the interim, the the middle of our season. Right. Um, just about. Yeah. We're kind of just about in the middle of our you know northern golf season. So it was just about the right time in order to get a little checkup. in. so, yeah, great. And idea it's there, crazy Matt. that we're already halfway through the season because yeah, so, doesn't it suck, dude? All the all the mission, <laughs> all the mission, the Michigan amateurs already completed. Like it's somebody already won the Michigan Am. Like all the qualifiers are done. I was like, damn, I didn't even look at the schedule, man. So <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. It's unbelievable. I guess so. I guess so. Well, that was that was a good time. Uh, look forward to talking with you again next week. Um, Thanks, brother. Shout out on unofficial sponsor, Long Drink, the Finnish Long Drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, by the way, try sponsor us. Great. <laughs> oh, amazing. All right. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening.